So I had to post this in three parts just to the fact that the website would not take a four hour long episode. So we're doing three parts, three episodes. I might release a little later than I want it to, but that's the way it goes. We had to work around it. But uh, with the intro, I'll just give you some basic knowledge of the whole episode. So part one is going to be this intro, then the quarterbacks and receivers. Part two will be running backs, tight ends, defensive kickers. Part three will be season predictions, how to mock draft and draft. So we'll get a little long intro in before we go. So how I did last year. Last year I went, won my 16-man PPR league. So I won that. And then in the 12-man league, which is like my super competitive league, I did not win that, but I scored the most points. So I think I ended up making about 350 something dollars last year so you know what i'll take it it was a good win last year um if you haven't listened to me what i believe in really is taking a tight end early either getting an elite tight end because i always believe that separates you from the class uh, what i believe this episode is in t- these episodes are intending to do is to not make you go off just my rankings but give you a perspective on how another person thinks and if you think similar to them then that's good because you get other opinions but if it's different then you know what maybe you can take a step back look but again in the end all fantasy football is about is basically just what you think is going to happen and there's nothing wrong in picking who you want Uh, I think there was like some video I saw where every single player they're like stay away from these three players and I love those three players and I'm like you know what some people are gonna have different opinions but personally I would pick them uh, just be smart I mean some thoughts I had um, before is just pick guys on good offensive teams uh, bye weeks don't matter when you're drafting look at teams offense and just do some research just don't go into a blind I mean if you go into a blind and you do well congratulations but I like to think different than that um, some terminology, obviously this is a 12-man PPR going off of like ESPN's mock draft rankings and what they have so far. They switched them up every time, and they'll probably switch them up before you draft. So just be aware of that and be smart. Some terms, like obviously there's different strategies. I started the Trout and Otani strategy, which is basically if you take like Justin Jefferson or Kelsey in the second round, you take Mahomes or Josh Allen and you're pairing a good quarterback with a wide receiver, it's, oh, your team looks really good with those two players, and then the other roster is kind of kind of iffy. Uh, so that's what I said also. Um, no running backs is another one, which is, again, you just wait and pick running backs later, or also hero running back, which is personally what I like to do. You pick a running back early, and then you just don't pick your second running back for a while. Again, there's tons of stuff to do, but again, it's all what you believe. Uh, please follow us on our Instagram, Buck Fantasy Talk. It especially helps for this video, doing how the time is all over the place and how to make adjustments over the past hour and work on all this stuff and work on the editing. But hopefully you enjoy it. And like always, I'm Bach, and I will see you in the next three episodes. Yo, 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 now it is time to talk about quarterbacks the most useless overrated position in football and what i mean by that and fantasy football and what i mean by that is you i don't know what y'all believe i really don't i'm not trying to convince you but this strategy has worked for me every year and i'll tell you the story behind it 
first year I ever play fantasy football. It was a non-PPR 12-man league. And it was for money. It was pretty competitive. Like, everybody put in, like, 40, 50 bucks. You know, we're all, we're trying. Like, it's competitive. And you win a lot. So, obviously, you know, I'm trying. I didn't know what I was doing. I picked Calvin Johnson, then Des Bryant. In the third round, I picked Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers got hurt in, like, week three. And, you know, like me, I'm like, all right, I got to pick a back quarterback. Round 10, I picked Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer finished as the third overall player in fantasy football not quarterback overall so I've always believed since that I've always picked a quarterback late always waited never took Matt Ryan for some reason never took any flashy guy in the past few years I think one year I took Kyler Murray in the fifth and that's because I thought he really was going to do well I think this was in 2021 yeah and he got hurt kind of screwed me over just because I was lacking other depths at that position. By now, you'd have heard the Otani and Mike Trout stack, which is basically, like I said earlier, it's either Kelsey and Mahomes or Justin Jefferson and Mahomes. You're getting, you're guaranteed two of the better players at that position. So I'm going to hop into my rankings, and I'm going to do the first 15 quarterbacks. I don't think there's any, maybe 15 or 16, because I don't think after that there's really any guys I want to start. But I'm going to give you one sleeper from a quarterback, which I think is going to happen. Um, And last year, I I say waiting for quarterbacks always works. Last year, I waited on a quarterback, and I took Trey Lance. I was the second-to-last person to take a quarterback. Whit Ramsey was the 12th person. Obviously, he did not have the best luck with Stafford, and I did not have the best luck with Trey Lance. But the things I pivoted, and worked the waiver wire, and I ended up picking up Geno Smith, who proved to be really well, and finished as the quarterback five. And I started him from about weeks five to 17, and he was a set-it-forget-it type of guy. So I'm going to give you just set-it-and-forget-it type of guys on quarterbacks and obviously tight ends, but right now we're talking about quarterbacks. As the time this is being recorded, it is 5.27 p.m. June, July, excuse me, July 22nd. This is pre-Dalvin Cook. Again, I was waiting for Dalvin Cook news, but I don't think that really matters at this point. But I hopped into a draft. I hopped into a mock draft while I'm doing this just to give you a reason for why you don't want to pick a quarterback. But let's get into it. At my quarterback one overall, and I'm looking at this magazine. I'll I'll post what magazine I got. I think it's pretty solid. I really like it. I don't agree with some of the rankings, but I'll take it. Uh, I got Patrick Mahomes at one. And I'm not going to give an explanation. One MVP last year was probably, I think, better than his MVP year. No, no, his other, his first MVP year is better, but consistent, why not, right? And also, all these good quarterbacks have really good fantasy receiver weapons that go early. Just note that. Maybe it's the quarterback's help, or maybe it's the wide receiver's help, but just note that. But I got Mahomes at one. I got Jalen Hurts at two. And I see why people wouldn't take Hurts over Allen. And looking into the numbers, you might take Allen just because he, he's more of a passer. But I think Jalen Hurts takes an even better leap. I think we've seen the ceiling of Josh Allen. I think he's still in his prime, obviously, and he's still a really good player. But I just don't think it makes sense to take Allen over Hurts. Obviously, you can say, well, Allen got hurt last year, and you know he could work with his passing. And if Hurts gets hurt, I get it. But if Hurts gets hurt, 
he can't do much, but you can't bank on guys getting hurt in fantasy football. So I'm going to try to stay away from that as much as possible. But I'm taking Hurts at two. And then Josh Allen at three. I think two th- two and three are interchangeable. It's basically just for preference. But I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. But I'm not taking Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen in any of these drafts. Also, I was looking at the draft recap from last year and you know who went where. Uh, Walker Richens was kind of a fake Bills fan. And he was the first person to take a quarterback off the board. And it was Josh Allen in the fourth round. And for some reason, quarterbacks this year are going in the late second round, early third round, which I don't agree with. And I'll show you why when this draft order, because I'm forcing myself to take a quarterback in this draft early. I'm picking from the second spot. As the fourth overall quarterback, I got Joe Burrow. I, I'm just not in love with Lamar Jackson as everybody else's. Uh, I just think Joe Burrow is a consistent passer. He's got three excellent weapons. I don't think Joe Mixon takes away from him on the run game. Um, so I'm taking Joe Burrow. I know he doesn't have much rushing upside, but actually, yeah, he doesn't have much rushing upside, but he is so well of a passer, and he is such, I mean, he has, his receivers go in top five in fantasy drafts, and then the second receiver is going in the third round, and the only team that has that besides the Bengals is the Eagles with two receiving weapons. So it's the way it goes, but that's how I view it. And then... Fifth, I got Lamar Jackson. He does have a change in OC. So I don't know how much that concerns me. I think Georgia fans would probably know more about I think his name is, I forget his name, the new OC for Baltimore. But again, his rushing upside just helps so much. A couple years ago, when he throws for 2,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, and then he rushes for 1,000 yards, that's 100 points right there just from rushing. And then along with those seven touchdowns, that's 150 points. That is just from rushing. So that means all he gets to do is get 200 points from passing, and it makes him elite quarterback. Last year, he kind of struggled, right? Contract situation didn't help. But if you sit out a year like he did, it makes you show, okay, that's how valuable he is to us. But from a fantasy perspective, he's going five. I think there's a big tier. I'm going to rank my tiers. I think Allen Hurts and Mahomes are in tier one. I think Burrow, Lamar, and Fields are in Tier 2. I got Justin Fields just because of the rushing upside. I don't think he throws for over 3,000 yards. I don't even think he throws for over 2,750 yards this year. But if DJ Moore helps him and he gets a couple deep touchdowns a game, that'll help. It's just the rushing upside. Like His rushing upside is absolutely ridiculous. And it makes sense why you would take him. He looks to run on all of his plays, and they're going to design quarterback plays to where Justin Fields gets open in space running the ball. So I got him tier two, and then I think it's kind of a little drop off after that. But I got Fields at tier two, and also it's just the way I watch him. Like I watch Fields, and I see him, he's always taking the ball. Like Lamar's always taking the ball. He throws it to Andrews, that's his favorite red zone target. But like Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, like I said, are unbelievable. But I got Fields in tier two. Tier three, I'm, I got Trevor Lawrence. I was not impressed with Justin Herbert last year. Yes, I still think their coaching is terrible. And he is heading to year four, which is typically last year is when you take a jump up. And Herbert took a jump down. But Trevor Lawrence, 4,000 yards. And last year, basically, if you look at it, was almost his rookie year just because Urban Meyer was so bad. Before that, that I think Trevor Lawrence makes sense to take him seventh. 
due to the fact that Herbert was a disappointment. I think if one Herbert has all of his receivers healthy, that he will be excellent. They also have four to five really good receiving options in Los Angeles. Well, actually, why am I talking? Tre- oh, um, I'm all over the place. Trevor Lawrence. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence got a receiver upgrading Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk was awesome last year. And an ETN and Tank Bigsby excuse me, are going to be really well with the offense down there in Jacksonville. Zay Jones is an excellent wide receiver three option. That's probably one of the better top five receiving rooms in the NFL. So I only see Trevor Lawrence take a leap up. I think he struggles in some games. And looking at how his stats are right now, I would take him over Herbert on ESPN's rankings. He looks a lot lower, but he finished as the QB7, and he struggled in about three really bad games against bad teams in Houston twice. He just struggles against Houston, and he struggled against Philly, which every quarterback is going to struggle against Philly. But ever since that Dallas game, he's been absolutely incredible. He lit up Tennessee that one week, and I think he only gets better with the addition of Calvin Ridley, so I don't know why you would not take him over Justin Herbert. And obviously next I'm talking about Justin Herbert because I keep coming back to him. Four excellent receiving options as well. I just think I would rather have Trevor Lawrence due to the fact that I think he's a more consistent option than Justin Herbert will be. And those guys are also interchangeable, but those guys are also in Tier 3. And after that, I see a massive drop-off to Tier 4. And Tier 4 is when you should start considering taking a quarterback in your league, in my opinion. If you take Fields or Herbert, take them as the sixth guy in your rounds because that way you already got, you know, Two, you already got either both your running back slots or all your wide receiver slots and your flex spots filled out, and you still just got to pick that tight end. So if you go like Lawrence and Ingram, that's a nice stack or something like that. But I think tier three is Herbert and Lawrence. Tier four, starting off tier four, is Dak Prescott. Everybody hates Dak Prescott. I really don't know why everybody hates this guy. Like, sure, he threw a ton of interceptions, but the offense last year was designed specifically for Justin, or not Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott to throw the ball late when they're up by a ton of points. That's how I viewed the offense last year. Sure, he only played 12 games and threw 15 interceptions, but he also threw 23 touchdowns in that span of time. And he also threw for 2,860 yards in 12 games. And remember that game... He was hurt one game, so that kind of like basically is 11 games because he struggled so bad against Tampa. But I look at Dak. Oh, and he was out. Oh, that was a bye week. But he was out one, two, three, four, five games, and he finished as quarterback 19. And his receiver options are only getting better. I mean, he's got CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks. They added that new tight end down there. They got Pollard. They got an excellent game. And when Zach Martin comes in, their O-line is probably one of the top five in football. So I don't know why you wouldn't want Dak Prescott. Only problem is it's a change in OC and Mike McCarthy is calling plays. I think if Kellen Moore was still the offensive coordinator down in Dallas, he would 100% be the guy here. And he'd be my super confident number nine overall quarterback. But I think he's better than the guys behind him. I think this Dak Prescott has better weapons. I think he's a little overhated. And I also think every time the Cowboys have played in like a big regular season game, Dak Prescott has done very, very well. 
Like that Philly game Christmas Eve, I believe, was absolutely phenomenal. It was a shootout. And, you know, he struggled against Washington in the last game of the year, but that game was kind of out of the way. He's a consistent 15 points, which honestly that's what you want from a quarterback. Every single game last year, except the first game where he got hurt, he threw for a touchdown. That's kind of <laughs> excuse me. That's kind of what you want in a quarterback, and that's kind of what you want in the next few quarterbacks. Yeah, he doesn't give you much rushing upside like the guys in front of him do, but I still think he throws so many touchdowns and has such nice weapons that this team will get it done. My only concern, again, is the fact that Mike McCarthy's calling plays, and also he's got a running back picked in the top rounds. So does Herbert, but Herbert also has a receiving running back. And then Mahomes, <coughs> Allen, and Hurts don't really have a good running back, so they're, the, they're typical of the options that the offense looks for. Fields doesn't have a good running back option, so but Burrow doesn't really either. Neither does Lamar. So these guys are the kings of their offense, and they literally are the offense, while Dak Prescott is the first quarterback on this list to have other guys help lead this offense. All right, rounding up at my quarterback 10, I have Daniel Jones. And here's why. This was before the pre-Saquon Barkley contract issue. But I think he's a target. Last year, he absolutely took a major step forward with Brian Dable as his offensive coordinator and what, or head coach, excuse me. But what Brian Dable specifically did in Buffalo is he helped Josh Allen limit turnovers and limit his interceptions. Obviously, in 2021, they were really high. And last year, they were really high too. But Daniel Jones tremendously dropped from 10 in 2020 to 5 in 2022. And he also exceeded by adding four more touchdown passes, which is even better, and that's exactly what I want when you're on this team. Threw the ball a lot more. His completion percentage was higher. He threw for 800 more yards than he did in 2021. And also he ran for the ball 400. He had 400 more yards. He had about a little under 60 more carries, and he had five more touchdowns when he was in that offense last year. Yes, he had Saquon Barkley, and yes, Saquon Barkley is scaring me by not being here this year. Like, we don't know what he's going to do. And right now, I can't wait that long to put this episode out and say what Saquon's going to do. But Daniel Jones finished as the QB9. And when I look at these stat lines, I think this is absolutely phenomenal what his stat line is. And I'll show you how many passing touchdowns he threw when he was on this team. 16, 13, 13, 21, 12, 13, 28, 9, 18, 24, 14, 17, 19, 10, 20, and 36. He had five games without a passing touchdown. And he scored over 10 points in two of them. One of them, he had 21 points. <coughs> but he also had two passing touchdowns. Some games, he had 12 points. Didn't have a single passing touchdown. 13 points, an interception. And he had zero touchdowns because he can run for the ball. That's what I like. He's running the ball more. And in this offense, he's going to have to run the ball more. And also, Daniel Jones got some upgrades. He did get some tremendous upgrades this year. And the fact they got Darren Waller. It's Isaiah Hodgins' second year. And hopefully, Saquon stays and plays. That's the main thing. That's why I'm staying away from Saquon in the first and second round. Just because of the contract situation that he's in. It really scares me. It really does scare me. Because if this guy doesn't play, he's the offense. Unfortunately, Daniel Jones is not the offense. But in the spot he is right now... This is going to how it's going to have to be. Also, when you pick a guy like Daniel Jones, you already have your full team built out. 
So I'm going to find a draft in where I picked Daniel Jones. But it was in the 10th round. And here in this draft, I picked Mahomes in the second, third round. Early, side the second overall pick. I picked him early in the third round. And it ended up being a better team. In this draft, I had Patrick Mahomes, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, Zach Ertz, and Tyler Lockett, which is actually still a really good team. But when I had Daniel Jones, I had Daniel Jones, Kenneth Walker, Alexander Madison, Travis Kelsey, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, and Calvin Ridley. I think it's a really, really good team. I think it's a really, really good team, and that's just showing the quarterback downgrade you get. Again, I'm always going to pick a quarterback late. That's how I roll. That's how I'm going to be every single year, unless I really get a guy like Mahomes in like the fifth round, I'll pull the trigger. But I'm not pulling the trigger on these guys in the second and third round. Right here with Daniel Jones, I think I have him over Tua, and I have him over Kirk just due to the fact that he can run the ball. At 11, I have Deshaun Watson. And in this magazine I got, they wrote statistical statistical considerations and fantasy spin but the fantasy spin was how Deshaun Watson was having personal issues like that's the only problem I found in this magazine it just didn't make any sense to me but I guess I'll I'm not going to talk about his legal issues but um I'll talk about Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson last year played six games. He got suspended for the first, I think it was 12. I forget, 12 or 11. But he was, yeah, I think it was 12. I don't know why it says six games. But Deshaun Watson was not elite last year. But I looked at his elite stats, and but this is also in Houston. And when he was in Houston, this was a really bad team. They only won four games. But he had 544 attempts. For 4,800 yards and 33 touchdowns. I think that's when he led the league in passing yards. But this team is not. The Cleveland Browns are solid. Their receiving options got better in Elijah Moore. David Njoku, it's his second year there with Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper, it's his second year with Deshaun Watson. I really do like Amari Cooper this year. And I do like Deshaun Watson. But I just don't wouldn't take him over Trevor Lawrence. That's for sure. I would not take him over Daniel Jones. Just because of the fact that... but. The fact is people see upside in Deshaun Watson. In the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson, the upside is 100% there. Like, if he plays how he did a couple years ago, he would be absolutely crazy. But last year he did okay. 5, 16, 12, 11, 21, and 17. But for a guy that hasn't played in a while, that's a really good stat line. He ran the ball a lot more. The only problem is I think Deshaun Watson was known for being kind of a passing quarterback, a little versatile, but more of a passer than a runner. And he ran the ball a lot more than he normally did. He didn't do it really effectively. And he also really didn't pass the ball well. His completion percentage was 58%. And in Houston, it was 70%. But that's, again, that's when you're gone for football for a year. And a little over a year and a half, two years. So I'll give him the benefit of doubt and put him at 11. I think if you want to take him ahead and you want to put him ahead of Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott at 8, I would see why would you do that. But I just wouldn't take Deshaun Watson at his value right now. And I especially would not take Deshaun Watson over Trevor Lawrence. But I have him as my QB 11. But again, I see the upsides there. But for me, I just can't take Deshaun Watson. But I will say the teams like Cleveland, they do have a really good defense. And they just don't score that many points. And also Deshaun Watson is the first player, I believe, 
which has a true goal line running back out of all these 10 guys listed before him. At 12, again, these rankings were made before quarterback. I have Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins last year had a stat where it was he, what did he do? He threw a touchdown in like 38 consecutive games, and he unfortunately got broken last year. But Kirk Cousins is just consistent. And when you're picking the 12th quarterback in this year, he's just consistent. I think his stat line is really good. 19, 8, 18, 12, 22, 16, 23, 16, 15. Yeah, two is pretty bad. 21, 11, 25, 32, 24, 7.9, and 13. Didn't really... He doesn't play well on the road. He plays really well at home. I think that was kind of shown in the quarterback, except Dallas. He played really bad, but I'm looking at his stats at home. Really good. I mean, he, and he also has Justin Jefferson. So when Justin Jefferson has 180 yards and a touchdown, Kirk Cousins gets 12 points from that. So that's definitely a huge upside, and that's why I put him at 12. Uh, the next quarterback has better receiving options, but I just think Kirk Cousins is more consistent. He's more reliable. If I'm picking a quarterback, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell people right now who are in my league listening to this. I am either picking Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Tua, Geno, or Aaron Rodgers. Pick them before me. I don't care. If you pick them before me, I'll just pick somebody else. I'm going to be the last person or the second last person to take a quarterback in this year's draft. There's no fault in that. And if you look, let me look at the quarterback standings from 1 through 12. I mean, it really wasn't that big of a difference. Like, yeah, Mahomes scored 450 points. Let's look at average. Let's look at average. I love that. Yeah, Davis Webb now. Let's look at quarterbacks. Shout out to Davis Webb, Webb for putting up um, 21 points in his debut. Um, you know, of course, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and Burrow lead it. But, you know, if Jared Goff gets 18, Dak gets 18, Kirk gets 18, Trevor Lawrence gets 18, like, I'm completely fine with that. Like, Daniel Jones averaged 18.6. Geno averaged more than Lamar Jackson last year. Uh, the six overall quarterback average per game was Kyler Murray. Tua was seven. Two averages 19.2, and I'm going to talk about Tua. He's my next quarterback on this board. What people are staying away from Tua, which doesn't make much sense to me. Jalen Waddle's going into his third year. Tyreek Hill is probably the second best receiver in football, and this is probably one of the best wide receiver cores, best the best wide receiver duo by mile. You got Tyreek Hill in the first, Jalen Waddle in the second, and did this does this team run the ball? Like, did this team run the ball all? Of last year, like they don't run the ball a ton. Tua was really, really accurate. He was extremely accurate. And listen to this stat line. This was before the wait. How many concussions? I think he had two concussions last year. But minus the minus both concussion games, which is Cincinnati and Green Bay. Here is his stats. I think Buffalo is concussion too. So I'm but I'm still gonna say Buffalo, which will be three. 15, 44, 12. 16, 31, 27, 26, 16, 15, 13, 19, and 11. That game was with a concussion. I think at halftime he had like 17 or 18 points, and he threw three interceptions, so that obviously hurt. But I would love Tua here at 13, and um, I think the next tier, I think I think he's still in that tier with Dak, and I still think these next two guys are in that tier. But... 
he's a good option. He just doesn't have any rushing upside, but his receiver is so talented and so nice that he threw for 3,500 yards in 13 games. And keep in mind that two games that got counted, he had a concussion. So imagine he had 11 games for 3,200 yards and 24 touchdowns. Two touchdowns a game. That's really, really good. I honestly might now take Tua over Daniel Jones, but Tua's really nice at 13. It's probably a little harsh, but I think all these guys are consistent, and that's what you want here. My thing is if you're picking in this area right now, maybe you want to take Aaron Rodgers. Like If you're taking Daniel Jones, maybe you want to take Aaron Rodgers. But if like you're taking like my next quarterback is Geno Smith. Geno Smith finished as a QB5, threw for 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. 11's a lot. He kind of ran the ball a little bit, but his receiving room only got better. It's his second full year as a starter, which means he's fully confident and he feels better. So taking Geno Smith would also be another great option. Like you see, all these are good options. And instead of taking Mahomes and passing up on like T. Higgins or Ramondre Stevenson, you're taking Geno Smith instead, and he's still going to be solid from a PPR perspective compared to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes averaged 26. Geno Smith averaged 19. And let's say you're taking, let's say you're taking T. Higgins. Right, but instead you're now gonna have to start like Jacoby Myers at your flex. You don't really want to do that. You just don't want to do that just because of how talented these guys are. So I'm again, I'm waiting on a quarterback. You can take a quarterback early, but just telling you, I warned you. But I like these quarterbacks now. I just like them. Like Rogers at 15, he kind of struggled last year, but. His receiving options got better. He seems a lot happier in New York. They want him to be there. He wants to be there. He's going to be there for a couple more years. Doesn't really sound like he wants to play that much longer, but he knows that Green Bay, or not Green Bay, the Jets gave up a ton for him. So he wants to play as long as he possibly can. That's my 15th ranked quarterback. And after that, I think actually after 16. I don't even think you should pick any of these quarterbacks. I think if you pick Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen, and then you pick a backup quarterback, you're an idiot. Like, really, you're an idiot. Like, if you pick one of these quarterbacks, there's no point in picking a backup. If you pick a quarterback after Tua, after my 13th-ranked quarterback, you're an idiot. Like, there's no reason in picking a backup quarterback. Just pick up a quarterback off waivers. The bye week's one week. You can plug in Kenny Pickett, or you can plug in you know, Matthew Stafford for a week. It's not gonna kill you, all right? Or you can play you, you can play Des you can play the Riddler. You can play Desmond Ritter. Would I do it? hundred percent not, but you can play the Riddler one week. You'll be fine. Um sixteen Jared Goff. He's threw for four thousand four hundred thirty eight yards last year, which is a ton. Uh twenty nine touchdowns, tremendous sleep. Offense only is gonna get better. Team's only gonna get better. Jameer Gibbs is a huge upgrade from a receiving standpoint. The running back room got better, so he's gonna have a little bit more help. This team scores a ton of points. Just because their defense is so bad, they're going to have to air the ball out. So even if Jared Goff is your starting quarterback, that's not a bad option. That's really not. Um, at 17, Kyler Murray. I wouldn't pick him just because he's coming off the ACL. I'd leave him on waivers. Uh, 18, Stafford. He has Cooper Cup. He's not going to last long. So I actually, I actually will not pick Stafford. Don't pick Stafford. Uh, 19, my sleeper, Kenny Pickett. Hate Kenny Pickett. I truly hate Kenny Pickett. But I got to respect what this guy's doing. The receiver room's nice. Kenny Pickett at 19. I think he's my sleeper quarterback this year. I really do. Um, 20. I mean, I got Russ. Don't even think about taking Russ. Like, just don't don't even think about it. Um, don't take quarterbacks. 
One thing I am going to say is I was this art this magazine comes with a mock draft and it's a it's a really weird mock draft I will say that like from what their format is it's a 12 person mock draft with one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end and a flex. And you know, I was just reading like what guys it's like what was your plan, how it worked out, picture promote and pick you regret. Out of every out of like four people, they said the pick of regret was taking a quarterback early instead of getting a guy later. This guy picked Joe Burrow four rounds earlier than Justin Herbert, and he said he'd rather just wait. This guy said, I pivoted Trevor Lawrence. I should have just waited a couple rounds later for Dak Prescott and even Daniel Jones. Another guy said, uh... I gambled that all the elite quarterbacks would have been gone by the end of round three, but Patrick Mahomes and others were still available, meaning I could have drafted for another need. I mean, even if you want to get an elite quarterback and do that Trout and Otani stack, really wouldn't recommend it, but that's how it is. All right, we're going to talk about running backs next. Uh, any questions on quarterbacks, DM me on the Instagram at BlackFantasyTalk. I don't think there's any questions. Wait on a quarterback, but if you get one in round, if you get an elite quarterback in round four, 100% pull the trigger. But uh, here, just roll with the quarterbacks. Moving on to running backs next. Yo, we are on the wide receivers part. I'm Bach, your favorite host, alongside here with Ian White and Rush Williams. Uh, we're getting to the first wide receiver. It's obvious. I traded the first pick, like I said, in the running backs portion to William Pruitt. But, gentlemen, we're, I'm just going to ask you all this. I think it's a pretty obvious question. Everyone here thinks Justin Jefferson's the conscious number one, right? Yes. Consensus. Yeah, one. consensus. My fault. Conscious, yeah. Uh, if you're conscious, you're drafting him first overall. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, um, you know, Joe Burrow went down with an injury, right? And I don't know how much that concerns me. It kind of does a little. I don't – Because here's the thing. You don't win your leagues in the first two rounds. And if Jamar Chase is a second overall pick, like you're expecting a lot from him. I picked Eckler second last year, and he was the running back one. So that's what you expect when you're picking two. I think if Joe Burrow comes back and he's healthy, Jamar Chase will have an excellent season. Um, I think you got to wait, like drafts. I hope you draft like middle of August. So that way you can wait and see how Joe Burrow does. But I still can think I, Jamar Chase is too. Yeah, can you can I that point? Yeah. Uh, Zach Taylor did say that the uh, the odds were likely that Joe Burrow would be back in two to three weeks, which puts him, you know, square at the start of the preseason. I don't think it matters at, at any point in his career. Yeah. And especially for Jamar Chase, whether or not they play in the preseason. So I would say that you're probably going to have Joe Burrow 100% healthy for your week one. And I don't think that preseason actually matters, given that they went to LSU together. Um, and the only thing that would give me pause is that if he, if Joe Burrow injured his calf in a way that would make it more likely to get injured during the season. But um, early reports have indicated it's not that way. I think if Joe Burrow goes down like week two for the year, I think with like a you know torn calf, I think you're in for a little bit of trouble there with Jamar Chase. But other than that, I think you're fine picking Jamar Chase as wide receiver too. Can you chime in? You good? No, I mean, I, I mean, injuries can happen to anyone. So, I mean, you're kind of taking a gamble whoever you pick. I yeah. Mean, when it comes down to it, so I don't think you should be that worried about. It. Yeah. At number three, I got Cooper Cup, and yeah, I know it's tough. I don't think Stafford plays all 17 games. I think you can bet your life savings on that, and I think he doesn't play all 17 games. I think I really believe Cooper Cup's quarterback proof, and there's another receiver we're going to talk about who's kind of controversial. The thing is with Cooper Cup, like, 
yes, he's really good. And I taught, I was listening to BDGE today, and they rank their wide receivers, and they really believe in Cooper Cup. I think I got to go along with them and believe in them too. And like 75 receptions, 812 yards, and six touchdowns. That was only nine games. Like that's incredible. I think honestly, I think Stetson Bennett is a decent enough quarterback to where if Stafford goes down, Stetson Bennett's just going to feed Cooper Cup. So honestly, you might even want Stetson Bennett over Cooper Cup. Fantasy, nope. these over, yeah, over Matthew tried, Stafford, yeah. over over Tyree Kill because I think Tyree Kills a lot of people argue <laughs> three or four. He uh, for all the listeners out there, he means that you would like take Cooper Cup over Tyree Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I meant. It, they, don't and win. he also meant that you might want Stetson Bennett over, over Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Well, because I think Stetson Bennett's just going to throw him the ball a ton, right? Yeah, I, can I, if I can I bounce off that? Yeah, point? yeah, you, you go um, ahead. Now Stetson Bennett's arm is not the most explosive in the league, but no. But Cup also plays in the but, slot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stetson Bennett is Cooper Cup's like number one pick at quarterback because the throws that he wants to make are the, are the uh, double moves in the, in the ten to twenty yard range that Cooper Cup excels at. Um, he's not going to be like the world's best short game passer. And he's certainly not going to be the world's best deep ball passer. But that middle range where Coop excels, that's what he wants to hit. Yeah. You good? Uh, next, I think I think these top four receivers are – I I think Jefferson Jefferson's in a tier of his own. Um, but I'm going to roll with Tyree Kill at four. I think everybody else is. Listen, there's a tier in guys when you're picking fantasy. Like I think there's the top eight guys. There's no debate. Uh, Jefferson, Chase, CMC, and no specific order, CMC, Eckler, Kelsey, Bijan, Tyree Kill, missing one, and Cooper Cup. I think those are the consensus eight. Those eight should be gone by eighth overall. Again, if you really like Stephon Diggs, a lot of people do like Stephon Diggs. We're going to talk about him. I think he's a really controversial player. But, yeah, I think Tyree Kill at four makes sense. I mean, 170 targets, 119 receptions, and 1,700 yards. And Tua was out, what, four or five games? A lot. A lot of games. And Tua is really, really accurate. Count on that happening again, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he's quarterback-proof. He's already shown that. Um, so is Cooper Cup, I believe. So, I'm ripping Tyree Kill. I might rip, Honestly, I might rip Tyree Kill against Bijan. That's saying a lot. That's really saying a lot. From the Falcons, just absolute super fan. That means a lot. Yeah, it really does. So, that's the way it goes. But Tyree Kill at four. I think those first four. I think the only interchangeable two are Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. But at five, this is kind of where it gets. Like, I might not even draft like this, but Devontae Adams is 100% quarterback proof. Jalen Hurts is a pretty solid quarterback. Just putting that out there. We're Wait, talking about wide receivers. Who'd you say? Devontae Adams. Shit. Not Devontae Adams. Oh, no, I got to do duck. All right, I'll, another duck. Three ducks on this episode. Uh, Devontae oh, Adams. I said Jalen I'm, I'm going to look up Devontae Adams' stats without Derek Carr because obviously we know he did really well without. Um, Without Derek Carr towards the end of the year, when Derek Carr kind of got the boot. Issue with that is, is Jimmy G gonna be a kind of passer that Devonte Adams? That's the problem is he's not, and yeah. he's really not accurate deep. I think obviously Jimmy G knows his offense, but the thing the thing was was the first round pick here. Like if you're really picking Devonte Adams, like he's quarterback proof. He's excellent. He's probably like the best receiver in the league from a non fantasy standpoint. So I'm ripping him at five, and. I'm looking up the stats right now. Somebody else talk. I'm looking up the stats. Um, d- did see two days ago that Devontae Adams tweeted out uh, they'd like to be moved to the Jets to play with Aaron Rodgers again. That's what I was going to say. Um, uh, off chance that happens, I think Devontae Adams is becomes wide receiver number two just because I think that offense would be so explosive with Garrett Wilson taking away any double teams. Um, I think, But, I, again, I think the chance that the Jets 
end up with Devontae Adams is incredibly unlikely. Uh, even after Rodgers gave up, what, $35 million to uh, acquire some talent this year. Um, but I don't think he gets moved. I really don't think he does I, get I moved. If he does get moved, he's obviously going to get moved to a better situation, so that increases his value. I don't think he gets moved before the season. I just really don't. Keep going. Um, back to the topic of um, the New York Jets. Garrett Wilson. I, I really oh, like, no, 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 no. We're, we're waiting on that. We're, keep talking about Adams. I'm, oh, I'm almost um, He stopped playing. Now, the, the only, like, one, like, potential downside to Adams is that he's getting a little bit older. You know, sometimes the chance of injury increases a little bit as dudes get older. Um, I don't think it's a huge issue because, like, I mean, an ACL tear could happen to anyone. All right, I'm coming in. Devontae Adams without Derek Carr the last two games of the year. Keep in mind, Jarrett Stidham was his quarterback. I truly believe Jimmy G is better than Jarrett Stidham. Stidham was a dog. Seven receptions, 153 yards, two touchdowns, five receptions, 73 yards. He ran the last game was against the Chiefs, and the 49ers, they went into overtime. Uh, note to all the listeners, when I say a dog, I meant a preseason dog. Right. When the season turns Also, um, kind of spoiler, I have the Raiders going 3-14. and 14, So if they're losing 14 games, they're going to be throwing the ball a ton. So even if you don't like Adams, he's going to be getting the ball a ton. I obviously don't think Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro matter that much. They got rid of Darren Waller, and they added Hooper and Meyer, who I don't think are the best tight ends, but I think at five, we're going to stick with Adams. We're going to move on. And from six through nine, wait, six, six through ten is honestly your personal opinion. Like I'm just going to give you stats. I think this is kind of where the tier changes after Tyree Kill. Um, this is I'm, These are probably I'm – I'm getting one of these guys in the first round. Like, I'm getting one of these guys in the first or second round this year through my fantasy draft, and my fellow colleague to my left of me, Rush Williams, will probably pick one of these guys too. Um, Ian White's not in our league, but Ian White is still good on the spot. Fantasy 2.0 uh, dog right here. Actually, I won Fantasy 2.0. Um, so number six, I have... I made, like, the second round of playoffs. I have C.D. Lamb. This is a ton of bias. Like, I love C.D. Lamb last year. His targets went up. Obviously, he was in a really pass-heavy offense. Um, targets went up 36. I think Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, it's just going to be his fourth season this year. I think he takes an even better leap. I think this offense passes the ball a ton. And the reason I have CeeDee Lamb above Stephon Diggs, spoiler, Diggs is at seven, I really like CeeDee Lamb's schedule a lot more. And the thing with Diggs is he's playing Xavier Howard twice, he's playing Garrett Wilson twice, and he's playing the Patriots twice. And I looked at the games and where and where Stephon Diggs did well last year, and he did well against, like, the Ravens, the Titans, like, all these non-valuable teams. And the Bills' schedule's really, really hard. Like, you're going to see that in my rankings, in my predictions. It's really, really hard schedule. So I'm going to have CeeDee Lamb at 6, but again, all these guys are interchangeable. Um, but I think CeeDee Lamb even takes another step up. His average was down. His yards per game were down. But we got to keep in mind, CeeDee Lamb finished as the wide receiver 5 last year. And Dak Prescott missed about, I think, three or four games. Anybody want to say anything? Yeah. Um, um, now, keep in mind that Dak Prescott missing three or four games still tied the league in interceptions thrown. Um, I have one issue with the CeeDee Lamb pick, and that is his quarterback, number four. I don't think he's you know, going to set the world on fire again this season. He's, uh, he's at the point in his career where I don't see a whole ton of improvement. And what I saw last year, I was not you know, a huge fan. I think there will be a lot of picks thrown this year. Um, and I just I would I would hesitate if I was thinking about quarterback play. You know, especially considering that Thelonix has Josh Allen, who's you know. Keep in mind they change OCs. That's another thing that concerns me. Is the OC they switch to does not pass the ball. Like Kellen Moore loves to pass the ball at any point in the game. 
So, yes, it's an OC change. That's a little risky. It's a little scary. But, again, I've had CD Lamb the past two seasons, so this is a little biased. But I'm at six. Anybody else want to say anything? Diggs at seven. I got Diggs at seven. I mean, the thing with Diggs is, obviously, his quarterback's Josh Allen, who's a top three quarterback. So, yeah, that's, a, like Ian said, if you're worried about quarterback play, definitely take Diggs over Lamb. Numbers went up last year. Honestly, I think he might start hitting his downfall. I'm not even concerned about that trading camp thing. I think just the media overhyped that a ton. So I'm not too concerned about that. Um, Digs at 7 just makes sense. Averages there. Yards. Touchdowns are probably going to be his highest 11. Uh, but again, he got Josh Allen. And if I have them going, not, I have the Bills going 9-8. and eight, So that means they're going to be a lot of close games. So they're going to be throwing the ball. Again, you play Sauce Garner twice a year. And Christian Gonzalez twice a year now. Gonzalez is a rookie, so he doesn't he's concern a, me. Thank you a, for the bias, Ian. But Christian yeah, Gonzalez is a me. dog from the training camp film that I've seen, which it doesn't tell you all about. But so. Yeah, I mean, just, this is just a tough like going yeah. going from the Jets, Vegas, Washington. That's pretty easy. But the Miami, Jacksonville is easy. Giants are easy. New England's tough. Tampa's easy. Then he plays Denver, which is a tough one. Plays the Jets twice during the fantasy season. Plays Philly, which is probably a shootout. I'll kind of hold that back. I think Dallas is okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually here's, I'm gonna take that back. That's my, on me. That's on me. I read the schedule wrong. I think it's still a tough schedule, but I still think Diggs honestly minus the schedule will be fine. Here, here's my thing about the Jets though. I know that they have sauce Gordon. That's great. The Bills' offense though is predicated on a lot of like you know vertical play action stuff, which uh, allows them to scheme Stephon Diggs away from Sauce Gardner. Especially you know if they come out in like a, a deuce tight look, they can get they can get him. Sauce Gardner is gonna you know follow him across the field obviously. But they can run him on a crosser with like a dire concept, and they can kind of eliminate Sauce Gardner from getting his hands in there. And then their their strong running game is going to force linebackers to creep up. So I do think there's a lot of chances where Stephon Nix could be schemed open, um, and that's why I that's why I would you know I would push back a little bit on your schedule criticism. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I see your point. But the thing but, is, like, yeah, the thing is, that Diggs is such a good guy to where it's like it doesn't even matter who he plays. Like Justin Jefferson, kind of the Packers are kind of his kryptonite, but that was really only one game. It was in prime time, so like of course he's getting a lot of hate. But yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I still, I still think Diggs is like either he's going in the top fifteen. Just say that top fifteen, top sixteen. Latest he goes to sixteen. At eight, I got Garrett Wilson. Love Garrett Wilson. I really do. I mean, quarterback upgrade, a thousand one hundred yards, eighty three receptions. I think I saw something today where Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson averaged eight points a game. And Garrett Wilson without Zach Wilson averaged 17 points a game. Mike keep Blake, in mind, dog. keep in mind those two quarterbacks were potential future interview and Super Bowl legend Joe Flacco, and then <laughs> also uh, Mike White, who's a who's a goat by the way. Yeah, and wait, um, we went to Miami, right? I honest, I think he went to Miami. I don't follow Mike White enough to know that. Actually, he went to Miami. So that's a good backup for two. But yeah, um, Ian, you want to say something? Um, yeah. Having watched some of the Garrett Wilson training camp footage, it looks like Rodgers loves him, especially in the red zone. Um, I've seen a lot of red zone stuff where Garrett Wilson's not as first, where it's not like the first look by play scheme, but Rodgers just wants to force the ball to him, and he's made all the catches. So I think touchdown wise, he's looking for a great year, and I think that that connection between him and Rodgers will definitely be good for him. Yeah. He, he would be my like my my sleeper riser. At nine. Honestly, nine and ten are honestly interchangeable. I it's, it's really tough. Like it actually is really tough. I was deciding between Amon or St. Brown, Amon Ra, and uh, AJ Brown. Fun fact named after the Egyptian sun god. It, it was it was really tough, but I I think 
Amon Ra missed. He has a lot more receptions. And in fantasy PPR, like, A.J. Brown has 11 touchdowns, and Amon Ra had Amon six. Ra. Oh, my. If I say it wrong, I say it wrong, right? Amon Ra had six touchdowns. So, I'd rather bet on a guy with more receptions than more touchdowns. No, because... But the thing is, I feel like touchdowns are bound to decrease. And I feel like if you if you watch the Eagles play football, right, all they're they're looking for is to set up a deep deep post or a deep fade to AJ Brown. That's the entire scheme, of the offense. When they do their like you know when they line up in pistol and they run their uh, option right, they always put AJ Brown on the left side of the field and they leave him in single coverage. That way, if they quit bracketing him, they can go to him. It's an offense that's designed to get him deep balls and touchdowns. I don't see. I mean, of course, maybe he loses two or three touchdowns. But I also think that there's a chance that he gets two or three more touchdowns. I think the offense is predicated upon him getting deep balls. And I think that Hurts is the guy is a guy that can get him. But, but my thing with Amon Ra and compared to A.J. Brown is I feel like the Eagles are not known for passing the ball. Like, the thing with the Lions is the Lions defense is didn't even upgrade that much to where the point the Lions are going to be in close games and they're going to be throwing the ball. And honest, obviously, James, Jameson and Williams is out six games, right? But Jameson Williams is more of an outside type of guy. Amon Ra plays in the slot. So, yeah. I mean, again, these guys are interchangeable, I think. But I, I just I just rather bank on a guy with receptions than touchdowns. But honestly, again, these guys are interchangeable. I like where you're coming from. Obviously, I have A.J. Brown at 10. Um, it's just the average, the average catch for A.J. Brown is 17 yards. And the average catch for Amon Ra is 11. And it's, it's going to be his third year. And his third year is typically when guys break out. So, yeah, uh, it's tough. Honestly, just pick your preference. I pick Amon Ra. You can pick A.J. Brown. If you're uh, tied, A.J. Brown's got a really good podcast. So I, would, I think really? I, would, I, yeah. have, I think everybody has one. Everybody has one. Have you seen Jeff Teague's podcast? No, I actually got to listen. I actually like Jeff Teague. It's so funny. You need to get him on this podcast. All right, wait. Make that out of the box. <laughs> All right. Okay, now this is where, this is where the wide receiver drop-off happens. Um... Actually, maybe after Jalen Waddle, but I think Jalen Waddle, like you're I'm picking all these ten guys before Jalen Waddle who I mentioned, but at eleven I got Jalen Waddle. Just his average like thirteen hundred yards and his average was eighteen. Like again, I just hated on AJ Brown's average, but I mean the the Miami offense is just spreading the ball out and slinging it. They don't run the ball, so they're gonna get force fed. And again, like I said earlier with the quarterbacks, two was such a good option because he has two wide receivers who are getting picked in the first two rounds. I love Jalen Waddle. I think for his value in the second round, maybe like the eighth or ninth pick in the second round, I think it's tremendous value. Um, if you go running back in the first round, I highly recommend going Jalen Waddle in the second round. But uh, yeah, I got him at eleven. Um. Oh, here's a slept on number two receiver. Speaking of Jalen Waddle, OBJ might have a career year. This okay, year. can we wait till we get to OBJ? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um. At We'll, we'll talk about that. At 12, I have T. Higgins, and here's why. T. Higgins played, I think it was a Clevin game. It was, it was, I remember this because I was at Russia and I were hanging out. We were watching games, and T. Higgins against the Saints, and he didn't even play. Like, he just didn't play two games. He was out three or four games. So, I think he played, like, 14 games last year, and this magazine has him down for 16. Played 14 games, scored seven touchdowns, 1,000 yards, and 74 receptions. He he, he doesn't play every game, but if you pick Tyler Boyd, he's a good backup to have. Um, I like if T. Higgins has more touchdowns than DK did in 17 games than Avante had. I just It might be a little biased here, but I think Joe Burrow's a better passing quarterback than Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith. So I'm putting T. Higgins at 12. 
Uh, at 13, I have Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith's probably one of the better wide receiver twos in this league. Um, he's a really good fantasy option. I think he finished at 9 last year. I have him at 13 just because the other guys are better than him. Um, but T. Higgins and Devontae Smith are interchangeable. Uh, no arguing here. DK Metcalf at 14. Really good in the red zone. He only scored six touchdowns that last year. Yeah, but with his uh, second year, Geno Smith, I think he's going to get even better. I think, honestly, you might expect a yeah, little I hope bit. he wouldn't get worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you might expect a little bit of a drop-off from Tyler Lockett. Hey. But it just makes sense that DK Metcalf goes here at 14. How are you pronouncing Devonta Smith? Devonta Smith. Is it Devonta or is it Devonta? I said Devonta. It's A, because A is an A at the end. Yeah, but phonetically that A is a short A. Ian, God, you're getting so off topic. You're killing it's me. It's Amon Ra, okay? <laughs> at 15, I got Chris Olave. I think Derek Carr last year ranked fifth in efficiency on deep ball. He goes to New Orleans. I mean, the fact that I actually like Olave, I might pick him, is kind of crazy because you know how much I hate the Saints. 1,000 yards last year in 15 games and four touchdowns. My favorite Olave play, I think it was the Falcons-Bears game, and I remember – Olave over the top against the Rams, hitting a nice little post and scored like a 50 or 60 yard touchdown. So I, I like Olave at 15. The Falcons Bears game? I don't know. I'm just saying I remember it. God, y'all are killing me. Because uh, it was a highlight. Cause I, I was using the bathroom. I was using the bathroom. Uh, the red zone okay, was on. Yeah, and it was yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. Is that fair? Oh, uh, yeah, but you did explain. Give me some nuts. I was confused. Yeah. You let's, good? let's keep moving on. Olave at 15. He's probably going to be top. 12 next year. It's my elite Bach fantasy top take. 16, Amari Cooper. Yeah, hopefully he does well to Sean Watson entering year 9. Um, I still think he's good like early, probably like really, really late 3rd, early 4th type of option. Like, I think where his ADP is is actually a really good ADP. Um, so I'm going to keep him at 16. 9 touchdowns last year. His yards were pretty good. 1,600. So I, mean, I think he's just a solid wide receiver too or like and a flex. Hey, on the top of quarterback play, I mean, I like Deshaun Watson. Uh, defenses were, uh, were preventing him from uh, getting a lot of action last year. Alright, moving on. Moving <laughs> I should have saw that coming. I got Keenan Allen and when I had Keenan, when Keenan Allen played. He's making himself laugh. And when Keenan Allen played, he's entering year 11. But I had him on my championship run team. I mean, he was just a PPR machine. No bias here. He he was well when he's healthy. He's he's freaking dominant. Like he is legit. He's dominant. I like Keenan Allen at seventeen. Pretty good. I think Herbert's what has the most touchdowns since entering the league. So he's gonna be dominant. Herbert is a top five quarterback in the league. Herbert will get better this year, but I like Keenan Allen at seventeen. Eighteen. Yeah. Let's see, 18. Who I, I have Calvin Ridley. I mean, coming, Ridley is so good. Coming out of camp, I mean, everybody's raging about this guy at camp. I don't really tend to look at training camp stuff that much, but, like, guys are raving at him. Like, the reporters today, I was watching training camp live. Oh, by the time we're recording this, it is 6.44 p.m. July 29th. They were raving about him, and Trevor Lawrence was just being asked about Calvin Ridley. Not even how, like... Just not even how Trevor Lawrence was doing. Just they were just talking about Calvin Ridley the whole time. So they love Calvin Ridley. Um, I think he's gonna be really good. I mean, his last year playing, he had like what a thousand yards in a- his like full season. He had fifteen reception, fifteen games with ninety receptions, thousand three hundred seventy four yards, and nine touchdowns with a washed Matt Ryan at his quarterback. I don't. I think washed is an overuse of that term there. I think 
older and aging aging Matt Ryan. But also they that's number that team had like four wins I that bet year. He, I bet he does well this year. I w- <laughs> <laughs> right, that, I was good. That was good. I'll give you that. That was actually good. <laughs> I hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> it, it definitely did. That was good. Yeah. Uh, but I, actually, I do think he does really well. 19, I got Christian Watson. This guy was, what, fifth in yards per route run? Who's and his, Green Bay is just not being talked about. Hey, like every, who's the quarterback again? Jordan Love. Yeah. Oh, how, many, how many NFL games did that guy start in? Ten. Or not, started three, played ten. How, how do you do in those three games he started? Well, wait. He lost against Kansas City. Well, I mean, like that's not that's not his fault. It's Kansas City. I'm just I don't actually. He could have won that game. I remember watching that game. I don't have a ton of faith in Jordan Love. I would I would hesitate. That's true. I would. I, but the thing with Watson is he's like one of those guys to where it's like this guy might win your league. I feel like he's con- inconsistent. That's where yeah. he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback anymore. That might hurt him. A I don't know. Bit. I like him, but like, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I see how people can be scared of him. Like, if I'm picking him like the fifth or like this is a guy who's gonna fall in your league. I think people would definitely pick Ridley over Watson. The, uh, what happened to the other guy? Who? Uh, what's his name from the Packers? Uh, Romeo Dubs. No. Uh, Al Lazard. What yeah, Al Lazard. He went to the New York Jets. Oh, God. The entirety of the So yeah. he's like... Draft Christian Watson, but there's nobody else there. There's nobody there. Yeah, there's, 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 there's nobody throwing the ball that I trust. I think Aaron Jones is going to I think he gets all the targets, though. I mean, you, can, you, you think get... Romeo Dubs... I mean, Robert Tanya left. Like, everybody left. <laughs> Wow, uh, my apologies, guys. Tanya's gone too. Yeah, Tanya went hey, to Chicago. Where do you have Debo ranked? Oh, I don't even know, dude. No oh, hey, okay, okay. I got. I think I got Debo ranked at twenty, but I'm gonna let Rush talk about him. Rush, fire away, kid. <clears throat> um, if I were giving you advice on fantasy football, I'd say probably don't draft Debo in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let, let's actually break down this. Okay, I, well, I don't have the stats in front of me, so why don't you do that? Okay, so. 13 games, mm-hmm. 56 receptions, 632 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Oh, my Lord. This guy's getting paid like $25 million. What are his rushing game. stats? What are his rushing stats? Uh, let me look. Because That's the thing. Is they didn't run the ball that much. Diva, so like he didn't run the ball he that much. Also, the fact he's sending shirtless pictures to his coach is kind of weird. But uh, rushing stats. I thought stats. to say something worse than his coach. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Wait. Oh, I think he's better to coach than somebody else. Yeah. I thought you were just saying, like, rushing. In the uh, game against the Eagles, he had six rushes for negative nine yards. But, uh, okay. Uh, let's helpful. look. The most rushing yards he had in a game was 58 rushes for – no, four rushes for 53 yards in Seattle. All right. Let's think about this, though. Last year, he had three rushing – he had more receiving touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. Last year. He had, okay. okay. So, let's go total yards. Total yards, he had – 864 total yards and five total touchdowns. Um, let's just keep in mind, though, the first, what, 10 games, first nine games of their season last year, he had to deal with the bum duo of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. This year, ideally, he gets 17 games Brock of Purdy. my goat, Brock Purdy. Um, and I think that bumps his numbers up a little bit. When he had, when Jimmy G played, he had nine targets and two receptions. Okay, let's look one. Let's look one. Uh, Brock Purdy was in. Hey, Brock Purdy started, I think it yeah. was, was it before? He, he, started, he started seven games in the playoffs. One, okay, yeah. So when Brock Purdy played, two receptions, 24 yards, seven receptions, 57 yards, three receptions, four, uh, I'm staying away from this guy. I'm not picking him. I'm telling you, I'm not picking him. Well, I'll pick him. Just in the playoffs, in the playoffs he did well, but like everybody toasts Seattle, but Seattle's secondary is good. 
I got Debo at 20. I'm kind of staying away from Who do we have at 21? Uh, Lockett. Mm, that's... 84. Uh, that's, I, I think he's like, he's probably due for a drop off, but I, I actually do like Lockett. I didn't even have him last year, but I kind of liked him. Like, he just doesn't get hurt. Like, he's not going to get hurt. That's because he gets no run after the catch, yeah. which kind of kills his ability. But, I mean, yards. 84 receptions. Like, as you're like flex, like, that's pretty good. Maybe like a wide receiver, too. If you pick a quarterback early, he'd be solid. But, like, JSN's bound to play. But, I mean, obviously, Geno Smith's stock's incredible. But that's what, 21? Um, 22, I got DJ Moore. DJ Moore is. I, I hate fields. Like, I really hate fields. But, like, from a fantasy perspective, I got to love him. But I think, honestly, I mean, DJ Moore gets a connection with him. Fields', field, uh, field's one strength is his deep ball. Yeah, and DJ Moore, his he's gonna succeed by he's a deep ball winning, receiver. winning deep balls. So I think I think it's a good match. I don't think it's a good match for the Bears winning football games. I think Justin Fields, as a quarterback, is not an NFL starting quarterback, starting caliber quarterback. But. Well, I, I I wouldn't say I think he's a starting quarterback. I think it's just like he's not a good passer. Like obviously, um, some people might, some people, me included, think that being a passer is the first first and foremost job of a quarterback, um, and that yeah. being a runner is just like a nice add on. But you can't be a, That's a why bad. Anthony Richardson will not. Ride in the NFL. You can't be a bad. You can't be a bad passer trying to make it up with your legs. You have to be a good passer that can add on something with his legs. Which and brings I don't me think... to a point that you probably should not draft any Colts wide receivers. I, I don't even think we're going to talk about a single. Oh, actually, we'll like talk about Pittman. we'll talk about Pittman. We'll talk about Pittman. Pittman and there's a problem with stay away unless he falls. The Colts have a Harper receiver. Um, I don't think you should draft him, but I think it's a nice fact to know. What? Yeah, the Colts have a receiver from Harper. Why are you going That's to Harvard, Ian White? Boost the average team. Ian IQ. White committed to Harvard, confirmed. Hashtag Mount Pisgah quarterbacks committing to uh, Harvard per Bach Fantasy, Bach Fantasy Talk podcast. Absolutely is going to blow up on per, Instagram. Per Hayes Fawcett. 20, wait, <laughs> per, wait. Per, per Woj. Was that, was that 22? That was 22. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Who's the on three dude? Oh, man. Rusty, oh, Rusty Mansell. I met him this weekend. Not this weekend, last week. W Riz. <laughs> Alright. Twenty three, I got Terry McLaurin. I'm only picking McLaurin if he's like my flex, and that's if I don't take a quarterback early. Um I actually like him. He's I like McCorn. He's quarterback scary Oh, because he won you that one game. Yeah, scary Terry. I mean, he, he's a good flex. Like obviously he's quarterback proof, but like he's what I want on his flex. Like I don't really want him as like a wide receiver too, unless I go like tight end really early. But like he's he's a solid receiver. Hopefully Sam Howell's better, but I mean I think twenty three is fair. I think that um you know screw really should have gone better than he did. Yeah. Carson Wentz. I really, I thought he. I had, don't even know why Cincinnati didn't sign him. I was he totally signed. He, he, he saw him. Uh, I mean, uh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, now we gotta duck that out. Now yeah. we gotta duck that out. <laughs> Four ducks. <laughs> um, dude, yet what was I gonna say? Carson Wentz had all the talent in the world. I don't know why he couldn't put it together. That 2017 season. I mean, I watched those highlights from time to time. He was insane. Yeah, he was really good. <laughs> 24. Chris Godwin. He's kind of just a PPR machine. Yeah. And, I mean, 15 games, 104 receptions, and 1,000 yards. He is going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns, but, like, he's still pretty good, I think. Good point. Like, I think he's a good flex. <laughs> I think he's a good flex. 25, DeAndre Hopkins. De- oh, I don't like him. In the t- I mean, that, that I, see. I mean yeah, I'm picking him as a flex. I'm picking him as a flex. If you think about the A.J. Brown jump from Tennessee. Yeah, that was Eagles, crazy. You got I think you have to, like – And it's not like the situation changed. No, it didn't. It's a Mike Rabel coach team. They're going to run the ball down your throats. Um, they're going to be a pound, like you know, ground and pound kind of team. I just don't see him getting a lot of – I think all these guys – I think all these guys are, like, good flexes. I think they're good flexes, but I'm just not, like, picking them early. Um, on a non-fantasy note, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a really sick house. Like I feel okay, like, dude, you're yeah, killing me, bro. You. <laughs> dude, my I now I can sleep at night knowing 
DeAndre Hopkins has a good If house. you're an Instagram Reels fanatic like me and Rush are, you probably... <laughs> no, Rush is a Reels fanatic. <laughs> I don't think we see the same kind of Reels. <laughs> uh, All right. But I've never seen that reel on my feed. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, we're going to stop ranking guys, and we're just going to talk about them. Is that fine with you? That's, That's fine. Uh, we're talking about Pittman. How we consider it's a little bit gay to talk about dudes in a circle? Dude, now I'm going <laughs> to do another duck. we got four ducks. How is that a duck? You can't say. All right, add a duck over this. No. <laughs> 24. Uh, Pittman. I'm not even picking Pittman. Like, somebody else can pick him. I'm not picking him. I'll, I wouldn't touch Pittman. I'll take him. <laughs> All right, Rush, Rush picks Pittman. Uh, average average yards is down. Great. Yards per throw was down. Yards per game was down. I mean, he's not going to score. He might not even score four well, touchdowns. Also, keep in mind that Anthony Richardson scored. A rookie so, rushing quarterback. This is like mm-hmm. a Lamar situation. He's not getting the ball. Don't pick him. Uh, this Mike, is worse than Lamar. Yeah. Lamar's rookie year was Lamar. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar didn't play. Lamar no, when I went, to the Fal- I went to Lamar's rookie year, it was Falcons-Ravens. I went to that game. The Ravens' time of possession was 45, and the Falcons was 15. They, they just win. ran the ball in 15. <laughs> Marist, marriage football win. type of game. The Ravens won. Of course the Shocker. Falcons didn't win. Shocker. 25, right. Mike Williams. So you know how people talk about how Lamar Jackson was like a running back, whatever, whatever? Yeah. Anthony Richardson is like actually a running back? <laughs> Dude, bro's such a Florida hater. Bro's a full send university type of Hey, bro's a full send hey, university. If Jordan, if Jordan Travis... No, I've seen him play. He's a running if, back. If Jordan Travis gets drafted, would you, would you think he'd be a good quarterback? No. Okay, right, we're, at least that's a little okay. bit. Hey, I'll, how, about, how, about, how about he'll be I, like a third round pick? He'll be a backup as old. How player. about I'll invite you guys to the draft preview next February, twenty twenty four? I'm glad I got the invite. Um, yeah, now, now you can sleep at night. Keep a note. Twenty five, Mike Williams. This guy, I'm staying away from because the fact that Keenan Allen was out and the Quentin Johnson wasn't even there and Justin Herbert was his quarterback, and he had eight hundred ninety five yards and four touchdowns in thirteen games is criminal. I'm not picking Mike Williams. I'll take Mike Evans. He's old. He's got Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. We cannot push the ball vertically. I, I would take. I would take him as a flex. I think him as a flex. I, I just he, he, what he what he won with Brady was Brady could get him the ball deep. He had fourteen touchdowns and thirteen touchdowns with Brady. Yeah, because Brady got him the ball deep. Baker Mayfield doesn't have the arm. Just doesn't have the arm. I think ball. Baker has the arm. I think Baker no Baker. Have you guys watched hey, Baker's Baker ball? MVP? Hit that ba- future now. Baker's got a strong arm up to the up to the medium range. Wow, Taylor Ward got Shoot. decked. Um, but I just Baker Mayfield, his arm kind of falls off Ooh, once he gets into the deep range, especially since like Brady's Brady's skill throwing deep was always that he was able to get the ball out of his hands quickly when the ball was going deep. Mayfield has such like a long release that it just it makes the timing not work as well. You know he's got to take he's got to take so much longer to get the ball off, and it really it makes the windows even that much tighter, considering that they're in the NFL and those windows are already tight. Um, a note to the viewers: uh, baseball. Is a little bit boring to watch on TV. Okay, Mike Evans. Uh, he's a good flex. I actually think Mike Williams a flex. I'd actually picked him. I'm not even touching Deontay Johnson. How do you have 86 receptions, 147 targets, and zero touchdowns? Stay away from Deontay Johnson. Traylon Burks. No, I don't care. He's in his second year. Don't take him. Brandon Ayuk. I was listening to BDGE today, and I think Brandon Ayuk is an excellent flex slash bench player. He said he said he has he said he has sources in the building. How much will he trust BDG? I don't know, but. He said that you should not. I trust, think Ayuk should a, not trust this dude. Ayuk is a. I, I watched okay. a lot of their videos before the draft last year, and I came in dead last. So. <laughs> uh, well, I'm screwed. Uh, I think, but I do. I think everybody can agree, Ayuk is a better route runner than Debo Samuel's. Do you like him over Debo though? I like him as a route runner. <laughs> okay. Open that's in space, I want Debo. That wasn't a question. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the issue with the fan, if you're in a non PPR league, especially a great route runner that gets 15, that gets you know 15 yards four or five times a game, is great for your football team. It'll keep the ball moving downfield. You can really win games off that type of production. But for a non PPR league, just the production's not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why Julian Edelman never really you know huge, never really a huge non PPR guy. Even though he was a great, probably Hall of Fame class receiver, um, just his production was not was never going to be deep ball, long pass for an easy touchdown. It's going to be in the slot, twelve to fifteen yards, pick up a first down, and keep the chains moving. Next, I got Drake London, and I actually think Drake London's Drake London's stats with Desmond Ritter as quarterback are actually really good. Uh, six receptions for one hundred twenty yards. Uh, that was the Bucks game. Five receptions for 47 yards, seven receptions for 96 yards, and seven receptions for 70 yards. So I think Drake, Drake London will be a solid flex. I honestly think he's a better pass-catching option right now than Kyle Pitts is, just of how Kyle Pitts is being yeah, used. Yeah, I had Kyle Pitts last year. He was awful. Never draft him. Uh, I'm kind of scared Never of draft any Florida player. Or any Falcons player. Or any Dijon. Falcons receiver. Receiver. Dijon's good. Uh, but I think Drake London will be an excellent flex. Uh 33, Christian Kirk. I mean, it's good value. I wouldn't, like, play him as my flex and be confident. I think, like, how he was with D-Hop, 77 receptions, 982 yards, and five touchdowns is pretty solid. I'm just going to cruise through. Unless if anybody wants to step in, step in. I think Jerry Judy is actually really good. I think he'll be an excellent flex. I think he's a really good high upside guy. Just with the fact Sean Payton's there, I think this offense is going to be a lot better, obviously, because Sean Payton is an offensive-minded guy. We're just going to go rapid fire. I'm going to go rapid fire. Marquise Brown, I think he's pretty solid. Um, actually, I want to pick Marquise Brown. I would I would pick Addison just because he has upsides, the wide receiver two in that Vikings offense. JSN, I want to pick. Jahan Dotson, I would pick just because he's a second-year receiver with a second-year quarterback who's used him. Gabe Davis, no. Kadarius, Tony, absolutely not. George Pickens, yes, if you're a Georgia fan, put him on the bench. George Pickens, he's a good receiver. I think he breaks out in year two. I don't think he does. I think he's got the talent to break out. I don't know if the situation's there for him. Hey, Rush, can we, can we go back to the topic at hand? Brandon Cooks, no. Um, Jacoby Myers, no. OBJ, and you really wanted to mention him earlier. Yeah, OBJ, you talk okay. about those two guys? I know, I know OBJ's had his issues in the league, and I know he's been hurt a lot. Right? <clears throat> it's not exactly his fault, but I think he's better than Cortland Sutton. The way, okay, the way, he's been, the way he's been moving recently is is the kind of product, is the way he was moving when he was putting up 1,000-yard years, putting up you know 10 touchdowns a year. He's not going to be Giants OBJ, but I think this year could be a year for him to bounce back. He looks healthy enough to be like a solid wide receiver, especially if he's playing wide receiver number two, you know he's not going to get a lot of bracket coverage. If he can get you know corners, um, if he can get stuff, if he can get releases to the outside, um, out of the slot, I think he's a great guy there. Especially, I mean Lamar, he's not like the world's best pocket passer, but I think he's got a chance. Um, I think he gives him a chance to have a great year production wise. I think he's a sleeper. Um, I'm probably gonna take him and throw him on my bench and then watch him like get hurt week two. Um, and we're drafting him, but it's okay. Um, we're talking about OBJ. Let's talk about Juju. Uh, Juju, ooh. Juju. I really like Juju because um, he came into the Patriots. I want a non-biased standpoint. It sounds oh, pretty biased already. Mm-hmm. Non-biased standpoint. Um, I think I think you were. I think I think the off. I think the situation in uh, New England forces him to regress compared to where he was in Kansas City. I would love to just rip a duck right now. I honestly might rip a duck. Someone insert a duck. Right, keep going. Um, I think that I don't, I don't think that any Patriots receiver is ever gonna have a, like a monster year for you. I think the number one or number two guy. I think Mac Jones has a good year this year, um, which is more hope than anything else. Um, but if he does, I think their number one or two guy could be a good flex. Um, you know, could be a good be- backup guy to have just in case. 
Um, Devontae, Park, Devontae Parker, I really like, especially as like a as a touch as a deep ball kind of guy. If Mac Mac had a couple things that he almost connected on last year, if they can connect on those this year, I think he can get you six, seven touchdowns. Um, All right, I'm cutting you off there. Yeah, um, between DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, I would pick Adam Thielen just because Adam Thielen and DJ Chark are not going to be guys who are going to be in your lineup. So if you have them, I would take Adam Thielen just because I think he gets more touchdowns. Quentin Johnson, no. Uh, Flowers, no. Mooney, no. Bateman, Jay Flowers no. is good. Nico Collins. Uh, everybody's hyping up Nico Collins. About Jordan Addison? Yeah, I already said no. He got caught uh, going 156. <laughs> That's right. In a 45. Hey, it was first dog. Uh, Nico Collins. <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm not even taking Nico Collins. Second, I'm done. Second and third round, I'm going to go. Michael Thomas. Addison, I'm, I'm not even taking Michael Thomas. Anybody have any last things before they want to say, I'm cutting it off. Anybody, um, I, think bef- I think we need uh, to talk about Bucks. Oh, JSN. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, but J- I mean, I think JSN could have a good He could replace Tyler Lockett. We're gone. All righty. Don't go anywhere. Part one's done. Part two is coming up right next. Remember, part two is running backs, tight ends, defensive kickers. See you then.